0: That announcer dude catches us up on the events of the previous episode in 45 seconds with no jokes at all. Dude, you'll never get triple-digit YouTube numbers that way. Pardon my humble brag. We pick up where the last part left off, with the Joes and Cobras fighting over Washington, D.C. in an alternate reality where Cobra rules the world. Then we cut away to a soup kitchen staffed by Cobra guys, so it's nice to see Cobra Commander actually has some actual social policies in place, and he's not just a one-issue tyrant. Those Joes who were arrested by the dread cops managed to escape custody. And Steeler, still delirious from that weird bug bite earlier, just sort of wanders the wastelands of Middle America muttering to himself while one of his teammates attempts to chase him down in one of those dune buggy jeep things. They're spotted by one of the Baroness's lady henchmen, who is now wearing a full pair of pants instead of those weird chaps she had on in the previous episode. Wait a minute, in this reality, the Baroness got LASIK. This is indeed a disturbing universe. The Dreadnoughts get yelled at by Zartan, who also looks like a security guard. Wait, seriously? I know these guys aren't super high in the Cobra hierarchy, but the world is a big place with a lot of territory to go around. They don't get to run like Australia or something? No, in the best case scenario world from Cobra's point of view, the best these guys could hope for is basically to be mall cops. I'm a little bit sad for them. Lady J's group is trapped by Destro in an energy net of some kind. Why else would we call this weapon? The Parasite Matrix. (laughs) It's nice to see that even after they've achieved all their goals, Destro's still doing what he loves, which is developing impossible weapons with ridiculous names. Dude understands what's important in life. Flint's team fights with Zartan and some other Cobra dudes and manages to score themselves a helicopter in the process. And then, finally, after a combined 30 minutes between the two episodes, we cut to the White House and Cobra Commander, which, I mean, isn't that the entire point of doing this alternate reality episode? So we can see Cobra Commander in full-on Cobra RULES mode? Why did it take so long to get to the best part? And why isn't he wearing some kind of ridiculous emperor outfit or, at the very least, a crown? Even Starscream put on a crown in cape, for God's sake. And he was a robot. Robots don't even wear clothes and hats. Usually unless I mean, I suppose it's possible that this is his emperor costume and he's just been dressing for the job he wants this entire time. But half the fun of alternate reality episodes is dressing your guys up in dumb new outfits. He does strap three captured Joes to a giant fan, which he calls the centrifugal persuader. So that's something, I guess. Meanwhile, out in the wastelands, Grunt apparently cures Steeler of his poison bug-induced delirium by physically knocking some sense into him. On the one hand, that's dubious medical treatment at best. On the other, I would expect nothing less from a guy whose codename is Grunt, Then they find the skeletal remains of a bunch of Joes who died in this reality, and I can't really think of a joke here. I'm impressed they managed to pull off something so legitimately disturbing in a war show where everyone usually parachutes to safety and never actually gets hit by the constant gunfire. Then Steeler sees his own corpse and... Well, I mean, that rattled Ebenezer Scrooge, who was pretty in control of his emotions. So yeah, the delusional victim of a sophisticated biological weapon doesn't exactly manage a stiff upper lip under the circumstances. Then they're caught by the Baroness's hench lady, whose outfit changes depending on the camera angle and some kind of weird Schrodinger's upper thigh situation. Apparently, the Baroness actually wants to help Steeler, and we slowly begin to realize that while Cobra does indeed rule the world, there are also factions within Cobra struggling to undermine each other. I mean, duh. In this reality, the Baroness and Steeler are apparently an item. OK, I did not see that one coming. Also, this Baroness is a resistance sympathizer, which is almost but not quite as disappointing as her lack of glasses. Meanwhile, Cobra Commander has moved on from the centrifugal Persuader to some robot snakes. Man, taking over the world made you boring. You used to be so much cooler. You totally deserve to have those things attack you as the Joes escape. Destro captures three of his own Joes, which meet up with the Baroness and her guys. And throughout the ensuing scene, I was waiting for an explanation for this, which appeared in the establishing shots of Destro's headquarters. But no explanation came. I guess it's just self-evident. Anyway, so the Joes escape and in keeping with standard operating procedure when visiting an oppressive alternate reality, they inspire some people to rebel and overthrow the people in power before they escape into a weird glowing portal that was there the entire time. And Steeler decides to stay in this world where he gets to hook up with the Baroness. And I mean, can you really blame him? I'm not sure why these other two guys stay behind, though, except that now the team in our reality has three fewer guys that I don't recognize. So thanks for that, if nothing else.